Hi, fam. This is a first for me, and we are about to go on a really unique Ceremony Circle podcast voyage. Because for one, my voice is going to be the only voice you hear in today's episode. And two, ooh, I can feel the energy behind this before I even get it out of my mouth. Today, after so many lifetimes of preparing for this moment and after working on this book for about four years, maybe even longer, today, today is the day that Animal Power book is officially released out into the world. And I was really thinking about what to do on this day, if I should just post another Ceremony Circle interview with a guest, if I should re-air an episode where I was on somebody else's podcast and they interviewed me about the book and I just really enjoyed how that flow went. And then when I really tuned in and I had to do this a number of times of just checking in on trying to get clarity on what to do for today's show, it just revealed one day that I just need to let this organically flow and do my first solo cast and sit here with my power animal friends, be here in present moment with you all and great spirit and great mother earth and the divine wisdom, love, light, and truth and power that is me and lives within me and just return home to all of those places that I just named that were a part of the co-creation of Animal Power Book and Animal Power Card Deck, which will be out in the in August. But even as I'm saying that, I also want to bring in the artist for Animal Power Book, who, feeling it again, William Santiago. For those of you new to Ceremony Circle, or if you just haven't heard me talk about my voyage, my very initiatory voyage with creating this book, William created all incredible, vibrant, very alive and embodied animal art pieces for this book. And upon completing all 100 animal works of art, William passed away and transitioned to the other realms. He was only 30, and I always love to speak his name as often as I can to just honor him because it was such a powerful soul contract and soul connection that he and I shared to go on this book journey together. Selecting the artist was a big deal for me, and I knew he was the one as soon as I saw what he created just for other works of art. I just, I knew and long story short, we came together. He lived in South Brazil, didn't even speak a word of English. I'm up here. I was working on this book while living in Brooklyn, Los Angeles, and also Texas. And yeah, here we sit with this finished product and it embodies the medicine of both life and death. It embodies the shamanic medicines of being both of this world, the waking, walking earth world and the non-ordinary world of the cosmos of spirit. 
and I feel him regularly. And he came to me as a hawk the day that I found out the news that he passed away, went outside to speak some prayers and to honor him. And within a few seconds, a massive hawk flew just over the top of my head and I knew it was him. And so thank you, William. Again, this book would definitely not have been the same without you. And thank you for being with me and making your presence known throughout the remainder of this book journey that will continue on for the rest of my life and continue on after I transition into the other realms as well. So wild, so powerful, so potent and medicinal and miraculous. Aho. Okay, so what I decided to do for today's episode is to just go on a shamanic journey of sorts together. When I work with Animal Power Book myself, every single day, I start in the morning at my altar. And at my altar, I have various tools, various things that remind me of my divine truth and return me home to myself, that reconnect me to my heart and my divine alignment. And a main practice that I always do when I'm doing that work is I pick up Animal Power Book and I place it up to my heart center in my chest, as I'm doing right now for anyone watching. And I close my eyes and begin to connect to my breath and my heart. And I ask for whichever power animal who most wants to empower, support, or give guidance to me that day to reveal. And then I just keep my eyes closed most often and I intuitively flip open to a page in the book. And I can't tell you how many times I have been blasted open, moved to tears, and it's not tooting my own horn. It's like I mentioned at the top of this time together, this was a co-creation. This is a co-creative effort between myself. And I do honor myself. I, I am the author of this book. I trust me when I say I put in every ounce possible of blood, sweat, tears, purity, divinity, all the things I mean it. And then some, it was truly the most initiatory project I've ever worked on in my entire career, perhaps life. So I give myself a lot of credit for doing the work, for answering the call to shamanism, for answering the call of the truth of who I am and doing that inner work so devotedly every single day to arrive to a place where the power animal world felt it was time to come to me. And a morning meditation in Bali, when I'd flown over there to write another book, the animals came to me after about a decade of working together with them. And they said, that's not the book. That book on surrender is not it. And let's write this book together. Let's write a modern day power animal guidebook together. And so I said, yes, I answered that call. For those of you who know me and my work, I live by the divine instructions and calls. And uh, yeah, so that opened up a gateway, a portal, a pathway of working together with them every single day, anchoring into the love and nourishment and grounding embodied support of great mother earth and tuning right into the center point of source consciousness, attuning with great spirit, connecting with such honor and gratitude every single day that all of these most potent guides 
awakened me many years ago, divinely intervened to get me into alignment with what I'm really here to do and to trust me to be a voice and to trust me to do this work and to enlist me in these divine instructions. So I'm going to use Animal Power Book as a divination tool with you all today. Uh, this is completely unscripted. I sat down. I didn't even make any notes. And for me, you know, yes, I'm very tapped in. I live equal parts in the unseen realms and, and here on earth, but I'm also a Capricorn and I love to be organized. And typically even before shamanic ceremonies or blessings or, you know, just different events that I do, my main means of tuning in is, like I mentioned already, to get connected into Great Mother Earth, my own heart, that center line of my being and up to great spirit. And I open the gateways to receive guidance, to receive the visions. And um, I start to create the flow of what I'm going to do from that place. But I, and from those visions and instructions that come in, I'll write like a tentative outline of what I'm about to do. But today I did, I just, I am just here I'm just here. I have no idea how long this episode will be. I'm just going to open my heart and be present. I'm sitting here with the sacred medicine of cacao. I'm sitting here with the sacred medicine of kana. I'm sitting here with a candle, with the flame of sacred grandfire. I brought a few of my rattles and my drum and a feather over here. And it's me, an animal power book, an animal power card deck. So here we go. I am tuning in now, placing the book on my heart. I just feel grateful to be here. Oh, gosh. What a ride. Ooh. Just feel like every single day I get more and more astounded at the power of this earth walk, of being alive here in this physical body and experiencing <laughs> all the infinite things that there are to experience in this form on this planet. So present to that medicine today. Whew. So I'm calling in our benevolent power, animal allies, realm, our friends, and asking those who wish to make themselves known today to serve each and every one of our highest, greatest earthly good and the highest, greatest earthly good of all to come forward, to be with us, to unite with us, to share your teachings, to take us on a voyage with you such generous teachers, supporters, and friends we have in the power animals. So I'm just now going to intuitively open to whichever page I am being called for us to start at. We're just going to go on a little ride. All right, here we are. I have opened to, oh my gosh, this is interesting. Huh. I'm fascinated. 
I have opened to, so this book, it's the full title is Animal Power, 100 Animals to Energize Your Life and Awaken Your Soul. So it features 100 different power animals. And with each of the 100 animals, like I said, it has a full page of embodied, bright, colored, vibrant art of each animal. And then on the opposite page, it shares when to work with that animal, like depending upon what's going on in your life and energy medicine messages from each animal and a power practice. And then I also called in 25 different spiritual teachers, shamans from all around the world to tell a story about a power animal that really impacted or changed their life. And along with those 25 other contributors, I myself share about different animal experiences that I've had that really profoundly changed me and that were initiations for me. And the page that I opened up to is one of my stories, and it's the story about the leech. So we're going to start here. And I love this so much. Ah, thank you, leech. Oof, God, I'm feeling the power of all of this so much. Leech has been a huge teacher for me, and this is part of the reason why. During one of my healing adventures in life, I was called to work with leeches in a sacred medicinal ceremony. I worked with a renowned leech therapist from Austria who conducted leech therapy above my liver for detoxification and cleansing. I began the process with a high level of nervousness, viewing leeches as slimy or scary. But during my time with them, feeling them work their healing powers, my viewpoint almost instantaneously shifted to one of complete reverence. These creatures are astounding. They remind us that when we allow ourselves to be open-minded, we can transmute fear to love. Oh, man. I did not anticipate <laughs> this solo cast to be so medicinal and powerful for me. But I'm enjoying it, and I'm just going to let it be what it is. So I'm going to turn now to the leech entry. And I don't typically share my podcast episodes in video form, but it, in case this one ever airs in that way, I'm going to hold up the animal artwork for leech. It's one of my favorites. It's this deep, rich, turquoisey hues uh, for the water background. And then the leeches are these brick red and black striped creatures. There's four of them. Some of the keyword healing attributes that leech represents detoxification, reverence for nature, lineage healing, hidden value, alchemy, and new life force. And being called to experience leech therapy was one of the many steps that came in on my own personal healing journey. After that divine intervention, spiritual awakening day that I had, I surrendered and I just finally made the decision to get out of my own way. And I called in the help of great spirit and great mother earth in my own heart and soul and said, show me the way. And I just set out on a, on a pathway to heal. I had no other objective than that. And I answered the call of these instructions that I would be guided to go to, to work with different healers and practitioners and all sorts of traditions and ways and different types of practitioners from all different parts and corners of planet earth. 
And I got the call. I received the instruction that I needed to have leech therapy. And um, I clearly said yes, and I did it more than once. And I, I always tune into the magnificence of the leech in terms of being a teacher of alchemy. Because as I shared in that story, I went in really nervous, really scared. I knew deep down I would be able to go through with it, but that even with that deep knowingness, there were still times once I got into the medical studio where the leech therapist um, had his office and seeing the leeches for the first time, I, it was a whole ride, a whole ceremonial ride for me that evoked a lot. And there were times where <laughs> the nervousness got so high, part of me did want to bolt out the door, but I knew I would stay. To watch them work, to watch and to feel them attach. They have hundreds and hundreds of little teeth around their circular valve of a mouth. And when they latch down, my experience, I can't speak for anyone else's. And even though they so geniusly have a natural painkiller that they extract out and put into the being that they've latched onto. That painkiller wasn't necessarily very effective for me. I absolutely felt them when they connected and attached and latched on with all those hundreds of teeth. I think the first time I did this practice, there were maybe one, I still have little tiny scars above my liver from it could lift up my shirt and look, but I believe there were about five, five or six leeches attached that day. And then I went back again and did it another time on my knee and I would do it again. I'm so grateful. I just, thank you, leech. Ooh, thank you, leeches. To be able to experience that alchemy cauldron, the leech therapy was such a poignant teacher for me of being able to go on the full spectrum of that earthly human experience, locked into total fear, nervousness, and to be able to transcend completely to the other side of unconditional love and reverence and respect and honor within one sitting with this creature. Um, ah, wow, such loving beings. So thank you for showing up again today, being able to uh, let me speak your name and this story again. It's one of my favorites. And a video lives somewhere of me on YouTube doing this first session. I don't remember what it's called or where it is, but somewhere in YouTube land, you can watch me doing this actually. And you can see me with the renowned Austrian leech therapist who I worked with and I, I really enjoyed him. I'm Before I turn the page to the next power animal guide who wants to be with us today, I want to share a couple of leeches messages that they have for us. So I'm now looking at the energy medicine portion of the page and each animal shares typically anywhere from five to eight or nine messages. The leech shares one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm going to tune in to one or two of these. And this is messages from leech. I remind you that snap judgments can prevent connection and progress. Are you jumping too quickly to conclusions? Is there a person or an idea that you could get to know better before deciding it's not for you? I encourage you to keep an open mind and an open heart. 
Here's another message. I remind you of the power and miracles of the unseen realms. If you have called upon divine support, then trust the spiritual path to guide your way. I'm going to do one more. I help you remember the big changes in life don't need to be painful and that patience and trust are your greatest allies. Aho, that resonates so much. There is a power practice with each animal. So the leech has one as well, but I don't feel called to go into that. So I'm now going to close the book and tune in again and call forward. This is fun. I'm really glad that we're doing this. Calling for the next power animal guide who wishes to share its loving teachings and medicine with us. Huh. Gosh, this is so wild. I keep opening to stories first. So beautiful. Oh, man. Wow. I just opened to my dear sister, Nicole Adriana Casanova. Ah, love you, sister. She and I go back probably many lifetimes, but many years, this one. I don't remember. All right, maybe I do remember when I first met her. I'm not for sure, but I think it might have been at a shamanic community, at a location in Brooklyn, in a community that we are both a part of. And yeah, we've remained medicine sister friends and... um yeah, just dear sisters for many years. She's one of said 25 contributors for the book. She shares a very powerful story about the eagle. So I'm going to read that for you now. This is in the words of Nicole Adriana Casanova. The eagle came into my life when my brother transcended this life. I experienced a depth of sadness and acceptance I hadn't known before. Several people I had been working with for years let me know that I was visiting their dreams with the eagle. There were a few bald eagles where I was staying, and they were present with me during these months. The week that my brother transitioned, I was able to sit in a healing space with a woman who carries the frog spirit medicine. While I was on that shamanic journey, I saw my brother and my guide standing around an operating table. My brother looked frightened and spoke to a guide I had never seen who was an eagle woman. He said, if you take it out, she may die. The eagle woman said, let her decide. As I drew closer, I saw myself on the operating table. The spirit was operating on my heart, removing a shard that had been lodged there my whole life. I dropped into that body and was no longer the observer. I opened my eyes and said, I want to live. I was stunned to see that the eagle woman was me, as I am now, covered in white eagle feathers. The eagle has been present in my prayers, dreams, and meditations ever since. The eagle is a messenger and carrier of prayers. Eagle has taught me to be a good listener to the message beyond what is said. As a healer, I am helped by eagle to hear a person's true prayer, even when they don't have the words to communicate what their soul's dream is for this lifetime. Eagle has brought me courage, strength, tenacity, and timing, and reminded me to keep my mind in my purest and highest prayer for life. Eagle has made me more honest and willing to let go and observe trials with love and detachment. Nicole Adriana Casanova, Sacred Activist. 
Thank you again, sister, for sharing that beautiful, potent story and some of what Eagle represents, divine messenger, prayer, highest vision, courage, sexual energy, hidden truths, strength, and non-attachment. And with some of the animals on the opposite page of the artwork at, at the bottom, uh, sometimes I share mythology, really cool, unique factoids about the animal cultural stories. This is one of those about Eagle, powerful vision, aligning with its energy medicine of possessing highest vision. The Eagle can see four to five times better than humans. Their eyes are angled 30 degrees away from the center of their face, giving them a wider field of view. And they can see five colors versus R3 and detect UV light. So imagine that. Wow. I mean, Imagine having those capabilities and experiencing Earth and all the beauty and <laughs> magnificence of planet Earth, but having two additional colors involved in your sight, you can detect UV light and you have a wider field of view. That would be very interesting. So let's read one of the messages from Eagle. Be wise, clear, connected, and concise with your speech. Speak few words, fully grounded in power to express yourself. I like that. I'm going to take that as a message that this episode does not need to be too long and to just keep it clear, connected, and concise. Thank you, Eagle. Okay, I'm going to tune in again see where else we are guided calling for the next power animal guide who wishes to share your teachings love and medicine with us today just intuitively flipping to this page another story oh my gosh I'm telling you, you cannot make this stuff up this book it, my original intention I had no like real earthly goals for it. Like I, you know, in terms of, oh, it has to be a New York Times bestseller though. That was not a part of the equation. My intention for this book was that it simply be of purest divine energetics and embodiment and for it to be a living, breathing medicine book that would serve your highest, greatest earthly good and the highest, greatest earthly good of all. And that's why every time I work with it, I have mystical experiences like this. So yet again, for the third time in a row, opening up to someone's personal story. This is from the director of the documentary titled Heal. It's an incredible documentary that's on Netflix and other platforms. If you haven't watched it, I definitely highly recommend Kelly Noonan Gores. I really adore her. She is such a bright, devoted spirit so devoted to her own healing work and being of service for this planet and all living beings. And she shares about another one of my favorite animals. I mean, I guess they all are some of my favorites, but she speaks of the whale. And this is in Kelly's words. Whales have played a powerful role for me since I was a young child, making themselves and their medicine known in many different ways. As I grew older and was trying to get pregnant, I saw a mother and baby whale in front of our home in Malibu. I took that as a sign that my baby was coming, and six months later, I got pregnant. Even more recently, I told two girlfriends that I wanted to take some time off work to recharge my batteries, spend time with my baby, and find inspiration for the next project. I was burnt out. 
My friend said, when I listen to you speak, I picture a whale. Sometimes whales need to dive deep and stay in silence and solitude. They rest to get re-inspired. Then when they feel ready, they come up and breach. That's their output or productivity and action phase. Two months later, COVID-19 hit, and while that time was challenging to many, it was my chance to take that pause, rest, and dive deep like the whale. Then, just two months after lockdown began, I saw a kayaker paddling next to a couple of whale spouts. I grabbed my camera, hopped on my paddleboard, and paddled along with them for about a half of a mile. The whales kept coming closer and closer to me, which was an incredible feeling. At the end of the encounter, a teenage whale came up right under my board to say hello. He was literally inches away, but he didn't disturb my board. He just came intuitively close and checked me out. As he dove under my board, he flapped his tail as if to say, hello, friend. It was a magical encounter, blissful. Whales remind me that you can be equal parts introvert and extrovert. Sometimes you need solitude and silence to go within and do the deep work. Sometimes you need to come to the surface, be with your friends, release a creative project into the world, and breach and playful contentment. Kelly Noonan-Gores, writer and director of Heal Documentary. Thank you again, Kelly, for that contribution. And some of the key word medicinal attributes that whale represents are telepathy, ancient record keeper, communication, song, power, regeneration, release, and up-leveling. And again, for anyone, if I do put this video out, anyone watching, I just want to put up the whale artwork because it's so potent. It's this deep mystical purple. It's diving deep, going down, down, down to the depths. And which message that does the whale want to say? It wants to say, I possess much ancient wisdom and records, especially pertaining to great mother earth. Work with me to heal ancestral or lineage traumas and to tap into collective human consciousness. Hmm. And I'm going to read at the bottom, like I said, sometimes there are different cool factoids and mythology about the animal. And I'm going to read the one about whale. It says, mysterious song. Humpback whales are known for their haunting songs. Scientists have studied their communications, which include howls, moans, whispers, and other complex noises that sometimes last for hours. We know humpbacks use echolocation making noise and listening for the reflected sound to explore their surroundings using high-pitched sounds and clicks. But the purpose of their songs is still a mystery. Oh, get chills on that. Love it. All right, I think I'll do one more. Tuning in to the next power animal who wishes to reveal... Flipping intuitively to this page. Ah, oh, the beetle. Yay. I'm so happy this one came in. Ah, another 
really personal, powerful friend of mine, especially the scarab beetle. I'm going to read, there's an entry about the scarab beetle specifically in, in this book. So, and it says, ancient Egyptians revered the scarab beetle so deeply that during burials, they would often place an amulet of a scarab beetle on the deceased person's heart to protect them in the afterlife. For the living, the amulet would shield against illness or negative energy. The scarab beetle is a symbol of the ancient Egyptian god, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's K-H-E-P-R-I, Kepri, that's my attempt, and also the sun god Ra. When he was in the form of Kepri and often signifies resurrection and optimism for a greater life. And I love tuning in to the power of the scarab beetle because one of the biggest messages that I connect with is when out in the desert, these beetles always keep facing and moving toward the sun. So no matter what you're experiencing, keeping your thoughts pointed toward the sun I've had some powerful experiences. I, I used to have an Egyptian amulet of a scarab beetle myself. It provided a lot of different activations. And um, from the book, it shares when to work with me and the me being the beetle. When you want to be more optimistic, when you're going through major change or rebirth, when you're ready for spiritual advancement, when you're ready to embody your full power, when you're ready to bring forward new life, when you want more ease, when you want to get through hard times with grace. Mm. And one of the messages that Beetle has to share is, if you've been experiencing intense spiritual awakenings and realizations, and if you are willing to see the lessons and grow, then trust that these fires of transformation are ascending you. Don't fight the changes that are revealing for you. At first, they may feel like foreign territory, but remember that the thing you are resisting could be the precise ingredient for you to embody your whole power. So beetles might be small, but they are mighty, powerful, potent, and miraculous. Let me just tune in here to see if there's anything else from the book that wants to be shared, either about my journey or specifically from the book. I'm just going to tune in now for a moment. While I'm tuning in, you can sit with and invite in even more fully the medicine and transmissions that were brought forward to us by these animals so far. Just sit in that field that's been created. And you can even call one of them forward to you See if one reveals and presents, and you can ask it a question if you'd like while we sit in the silence. Okay, so I do still feel connected to that eagle medicine of keeping things clear and concise. Not much else came in to be spoken of. I do want to let you all know because perhaps the most asked question 
around this work and connecting with the power animals? How do I connect even more? Or who is my main power animal guide? Some of you may already do this work deeply, but for anyone newer that is resonating with this and, and wants to lean in more, I want to explain the way I most recommend you connect with your power animal allies, especially if you're new to it, and especially if you've never met your core power animal. Your core power animal is the animal that's assigned to you from the moment you incarnate here on earth, and it's with you your entire earth walk this lifetime. And this relationship is such a sacred one. I most recommend you only do that connection point through a guided shamanic journey facilitated by a trusted shaman. Or if you're at a place where you trust yourself, you can journey yourself and set the intention to call forward your core power animal ally. And you can actually do this work through going to my website, the free gift that I have offered everyone who orders Animal Power Book is a video guided shamanic journey that I personally facilitate with my drum where you set your intention and call forward a power animal guide. And you can go to alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. You will find everything there. I do spell my name A-L-Y-S-O-N, so alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. You will see links where you can purchase Animal Power book, get it anywhere books are sold, independent bookstores. I love those. Always highly recommend those when possible. You can also get it at Target, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, all the stores, bookstores. Once you get it, all you have to do is just put in your information on the website page and you will instantly get emailed the video guided shamanic journey that I facilitate. So that is my most recommended way. And you can do that journey as often as you please. You can just set a different intention each time. You can set the intention to call a specific animal forward if you've been wanting to connect more deeply with an animal and ask it questions, see if it has medicine to provide to you. Or you can set an intention, like if you're experiencing something specific in life, perhaps a loved one has passed away or you're in a huge, pivotal, life-changing crossroads in your life, you can express that you're looking for the power animal guide who can most help you with a certain life scenario to come forward in the journey. So there's all sorts of ways this work can be healing beyond words. I journey on a very regular basis. And so that's how you can connect. You can also just connect like we did a few minutes ago in a meditation call the animals in, let them know that you want to connect. You can also invite them in during dream time. The book obviously shares a lot of additional ways that you can connect and ways that you can work with the power animal realm. And I just, again, I want to thank my publisher, Chronicle. They were incredible to work with. It was a very, very, very initiatory journey. And those initiations didn't just involve me in this type of massive collaboratory project, when those initiations come in, it involves everyone and that those medicine activations and teachings go out in, and into everyone's field. 
for them to experience in the way that's divinely designed and meant for them to experience. So just want to thank everyone at Chronicle for going on this ride with me. Yeah, very much. Thanks. And my agents, Annie and Steve, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you beyond words. Oh, wow. Yes. Thank you for your guidance and support. And Annie, just beyond words, you know how I feel about you, but I, yeah, I really don't know how I would have gotten through this journey without you. So thank you, Annie, very much. And Jeannie, she was my writing coach at different times to help me keep on schedule and to help keep me organized. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for honoring me and getting who I am and getting my work and just being such a joy to work with this entire way. Thank you for being such a grounding, stabilizing support. And I want to thank my husband, Luke Story. He saw me every single day working on this book connecting into the other realms, writing this book, writing this card deck, going through all the decision-making processes, going through all the initiations that came up and, and writing it. He was there holding space every single day. Uh, yeah, again, no words um, to express the level of gratitude I have for him. And he's also one of the 25 contributors. He shares about the story of a horse in animal power books. Thank you, honey. Love you so, so, so much. Oh my goodness. Love you so much. And uh, thank you to all the other contributors. So many powerful spiritual teachers and shamans from all different types of spiritual practices and work all over the globe who brought their stories in. I just opened to Garrett McCoy. He lives in Canada. He shares a story of the deer. I opened up to Guru Singh. He's a yoga master and shares a story of the crow. All sorts of awesome people in here. Yeah, and just thank you to all my family and friends. And thank you to every single one of you that's listening and sharing space with me. Any project that I say yes to, especially at this stage in my life, especially at the age that I'm at, especially at this level of experience in my career and in my earth walk that I have, I only say yes to things that I am completely, truly, authentically, divinely called and instructed to say yes to. And Ceremony Circle podcast is one of those things and creating, co-creating Animal Power book and card deck is another one of those things. So to sit in this space together with you, merging two of the very few select things that at this point in my path that I give my all to, it's, it's very meaningful for me. So for you regular listeners, I know there's so many of you who listen every single week when a new episode comes out. Thank you for sitting with us. Thank you for sitting with me. For everyone who has shared your incredible ratings and reviews on Apple, I have read every single one of them. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really does help keep me going. It's a huge undertaking and project to produce a podcast there's so much that goes into it. And maybe some of you listening are podcast hosts yourself and you're nodding your head yes and maybe even making noises like, mm-hmm. 
but for those who don't have your own, it's, it's a lot of work, but my background is in radio and in television. Before that, I was an athlete and devoted my life to that and did that at an incredibly high to absolute highest level possible. And then when my body started to break down, I started getting pulled and called into media. So I was a radio host for many years, top rated radio host at a hip hop's morning show station for a long time, then moved over to television where I was a producer for big shows and hosted a national TV talk show. And so that's my background. And so when podcasts came out, I remember so many different friends and colleagues would say like, Allison, you know, this has you written all over it. You're a radio person. You're a media person. You should do a podcast. And I just, you know, I said, no, no, no. I said no for many years because I didn't genuinely feel divinely instructed to do it. And then a couple of years ago, the call started to come in and I sat with that and I would do medicine walks and journeys, calling in additional guidance and just waiting, waiting for that cauldron to simmer and swirl until it was time for it to be born. And then I asked for the name and the name downloaded in. And so it was many years of a walk of a process to arrive to the clarity to say yes to a big project like Ceremony Circle Podcast and to open myself up to it and to get the download of the name, which was amazing. It, yeah, it's a whole other story. And um, yeah, so I'm so glad I'm doing it. That's my point is that I'm glad I said yes. And it's a powerful ride for me and reading every single one of your reviews where you share why it's positively impacted your life and, and what you gain from listening and your experience with the healing rituals and practices at the end of every episode. I have read all of them that you have sent in and they help to fuel my fire to keep me going because it, like I said, it is a lot of work. So thank you to each and every one of you. If anything I shared or if working with the power animals speaks to you, I would love your support and getting animal power book for yourself or anyone else that is on, you know, the spiritual path or just loves nature or loves meditation or loves animals. This book spans all age groups and spans the whole full spectrum of where people are at on the path from people that are completely brand new to spiritual work. This book is an invitation into that doorway and it also provides really powerful experiences in medicine transmission blasts for those of you who are seasoned heroes journey warriors and warrioresses deep, deep, deep on the ancient path as well. So like I said, you can get it anywhere books are sold and you can go to my website. And if you get it there, you also get that guided shamanic journey. Let's see. I'm just going to do one last tune in to make sure I didn't forget anything and make sure that this feels complete. Thank you again to artist William Santiago. Just flipping through, seeing all the colors, seeing all the animals. And the book also shares, you know, what is a power animal, the rich history of them, how to connect with them how to work with this book. There's a glossary of terms like astral travel, energy medicine, medicine traits, shadow work, transmutation. And then it goes into the guidebook portion. And then in the back, a feature that a lot of people really love is you can pick, there's like a glossary, an index of, excuse me, of sorts where 
depending upon what you want to activate more in your life, those essences are listed. Like if you want to activate more gratitude, more love, more purification, you go to that word. And then next to that word, there's a list of all the power animals that help to activate that in your life. And then I also have um, resources and advocacy in the back of the book. There are different indigenous communities and animal and natural resource protection agencies that I have listed here, trusted foundations that if you feel called, you can donate to. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Power Animals, for being my first guides who came in when I had my awakening. Thank you to my core power animal who happens to be on the cover. That was not the original goal. It just ended up that way through a deep process of trying out different ones and ended up with Black Jaguar on the front. Oof, getting emotional again. Oh boy, thank you Black Jaguar for walking with me every moment of every day, every breath, returning me home to the truth of me and my spiritual reclamation. Thank you for returning me home to me. And thank you to every single power animal creature, both of and beyond this world, for coming forward to me that day in Bali and inviting me and trusting me to co-create Animal Power Book with you all. Oof, it is my greatest honor, truly my greatest honor to do this book, to be a carrier of this book, the carrier of this medicine. Just knowing that you trust me to be a voice for you fills my heart. Feels like it fills my heart with all the medicine I'd ever need just from knowing you trust me. Thank you. Thank you, Great Spirit, Great Mother Earth, and to all of my guides, all of my spiritual guides. I feel you. I see you. I honor you. Thank you. All right, everyone. This has been such a fun journey for me. My first ever solo cast on Ceremony Circle podcast, sending unconditional love energetics to you and to the center point of your heart if you're open and willing to receive. And I'm going to close and doing just a brief rattling. I'm going to use one or more of my shamanic tools here. So we will close the circle in this way. Just anchor in. Open your root chakra, connect in, ground into earth, tune into the central line of your being, open your crown chakra. You can allow your auric field to be open during this process and trust these pure divine energetics and medicines that will make your way to you now. Just breathe and let yourself be moved, let yourself feel, let yourself receive.
And to close, I'm going to use my dolphin rattle and see if there's a power animal guide who wishes to come in to reveal one last closing messages for us. I'm not surprised the tiger came in. This is the year of the tiger. And the, the tiger actually started to reveal to me a couple months before we moved into 2022. And I was just surprised for some reason. And, and I didn't realize it was because we were heading into the year of the tiger. And it's been showing up so much. And I just, <laughs> I love working with it. It's always surprising when it reveals. It came in and just gave me, it stood up on its hind legs and wrapped its front legs around me. And we were both standing and, and hugging. I'm going to ask it now if it has any verbal message for us. It's about embracing it all, accepting it all. You can handle it all. Keep opening up. You can trust yourself to keep opening up. I am here with you. I can guide your way. I can support you if you let me in. We can do this earth walk. Keep opening up. Go to the center point within the heart, your heart. That is the work. This is the place. Your center point, your heart, your heart. This is the work. This is the place. Your center point, your heart, your heart. All right, everyone, I'll sit with you again next time. Blessings, I hope.